Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Get Snagging. If you are in the process of buying or have bought a new build property, then this podcast is for you. My name is Ian and I run Lively Professional Services Limited, a new build snagging company. In this episode, let's have another look at some more of our YouTube conversations, which you might find interesting. Let's start this podcast with a conversation regarding the incoming water main into the house. This is usually located either under the sink or sometimes in the garage, which had our old friend expanding form around it, sealing the duct. Comment is, does the expanding form eat into the plastic mains pipe? I thought I had read about the problem. Poor soul paying good money for that mess. My reply to this was, chemicals in the expanding form can degrade the pipework. I have had a conversation with a water bylaws inspector who also agreed. Unfortunately, there is no hard document that states this, so it is difficult to push it in our reports. What the bylaws do say, though, is the pipe should be able to be replaced and sealing the ducting with expanding form will not allow it to be replaced easily. This one kind of speaks for itself. Here's the comment. Disgusting. This leaves the customer with a mountain of remedial works, not to mention the stress and hassle of it all. Lord only knows how long before all the are rectified and they are having to pay a mortgage on that makes my blood boil i replied i feel sorry for some of our customers buying a brand new house with a large number of snags then having to fight with the developer to get them fixed the whole system is broken another comment whoever trained these cowboys there are good tradesmen out there but not that many unfortunately my late father who was a master bricklayer would turn in his grave at the standard of brickwork produced today and as a carpenter and joiner myself i disgusted at the dismal standard of workmanship produced today my reply i fully agree as a carpenter myself some of the workmanship we see is disgraceful part of the problem is apprentices are not shown how to do it properly because they are normally put with a tradesman who does not have the time to teach them properly that is if they know how to do it themselves and because they are only interested in earning their wage gone are the days when you were indentured to a company as an apprentice and shown how to do it properly by a craftsman who had pride in their work and teachings this is from another surveyor new build protections from the 4th of october people buying a new build home can benefit from increased protections in the event of any issues they have with their new home or disputes with their developer. It is hoped that a new code of practice overseen by the New Homes Quality Board will put significantly more requirements on builders in terms of how they treat their customers and deal with any complaints. And a new, totally independent ombudsman service will provide redress customers in the event of a dispute. Surely, the current system should be made to work and we do not require this new oversight. My reply to that was, it certainly looks like a step in the right direction to provide protection to new build home buyers. I have my reservations though, as the majority of developers have a culture that will need to drastically change for them to comply with the new homes quality board requirements. Time will tell and I hope the new homes ombudsman has the strength to help home buyers resolve their disputes. The ombudsman might be shocked by the influx of complaints they will receive and it will be interesting to see how quickly they deal with these complaints. This next one is a discussion about the bracing in the roof of a single skin garage which was not touching the brickwork. There's quite a few people who jumped in on this one. It's really good to see other people commenting. I enjoy what they have to say and it makes 
Others comment as well. If the wall is a single skin garage and timber bracing touch the brickwork, they would surely then be susceptible to rot and decay from absorbing moisture if they were in contact with the brickwork. So in this instance, is this not a good thing? And that is the question. My reply was no, they should be touching the brickwork to give added stability to the roof and pikes of the garage. Somebody else commented, Single skin garage, cheapskates. My reply to that was quite common on new developments for detached garages. Perhaps the bracing should also be isolated from the brickwork with some DPC to stop moisture transfer into the end grain. Don't think the standard here has been properly considered so somebody else has come back with that one. My reply was most detached garages we see are single skin. We tell our customers not to put anything against the walls due to the possibility of water penetration. I have never seen a single skin garage with DPC between the bracing and brickwork if, dev if developers made the garages another 400 millimeters wide they could build a cavity wall which will be a much better job so somebody else come in it is correct that braces should abut masonry however in an instance like this the gap is effectively cosmetic as the size of the house is certainly not going to be moved and the roof is braced so effective enough as a standalone structure the vanity unit plastering and door casings are straight out of a horror movie so this is somebody else commenting on the video that there was other um snags highlighted in it so here we go again this is a, a comment yes bracing should be tight against sorry this is my reply yes bracing should be tight against the brickwork an hbc standard state longitudinal bracing members should extend the full length of the roof tightly abut the gable and party walls and permit diagonal bracing to pass they may be lap jointed provided the overlap is nailed to a minimum of two truss rafters keep an eye out for the video on the 17th for a horror movie so that's my reply this next conversation um i've actually had with the site manager it started off about form lagging being secured to boiler and cylinder pipe work but went on to highlight the inconsistency within the nhbc so here's a comment expanding form does not have a place however it should be used as a minimum i'm a site manager and will never ask a plumber to clip pipe work insulation lagging my reply was i would always ask my plumbers to cable tie the lagging to prevent it from falling off off or being knocked off accidentally this is from a site manager on the same subject my nhbc inspector marked me down on it that's why i won't do it anymore so he's talking about um, securing the lag into the pipes in the cylinder cupboard so i replied for pride in the job they should like it this is part of the problem nhbc inspectors are inconsistent in their interpretation of the standards at the end of the day you are the site manager and you set the standards on site not the nhbc inspector keep doing it put your own mark on what you do so he came back then i completely agree inconsistency from one inspector to another is so frustrating from a site manager's perspective my response was i know i have been there i have also spoken to a number of nhbc area managers and our regional director offering to help during any of their training sessions to show them the inconsistencies in their inspections and what they are missing especially at the cml inspection or final inspection carries on this is another comment there is one inspector in my area who doesn't even get out of his car for kpi and finals or sorry for key stage inspections and finals so i responded hi john that is ridiculous he needs reporting to his area manager i will get your contracts manager to mention it to his area manager he is helping no one site manager came by this has been reported he got audited by his manager and it made no difference i came across this inspector while on the tools 10 years ago and it's still happening so i responded if he has been audited and his manager has not done anything about it 
then I would take it further and get your production director to have a quiet word with the area or regional manager. He then comes back, I think that the consumer core being introduced will change everything within the housing industry that will have to sharpen up the inspection process. So I responded, I hope it does. The problem will be getting the culture to change within the house building sector, starting at the top and the demands they put on sites to achieve budgets and numbers. The next one, this is a conversation from a video I posted of a very poor house. And I apologise for swearing. This is the comment. Were the people who built this house pissed up? This is horrendous. I responded, this, this was a good house compared to the video that's coming up tonight. And the reply was, same same conversation. Oh my God, the Miller Estate in Castle Donington. Do you know anything about that? If that is happening to every home on the plots, are there not mass uproars? Or is it just the odd house that's failed massively? Thanks again for sharing. So I responded, sorry, I don't know that site. The site the video was taken on had improved but this house was not good. The disappointing thing for me is I worked for Miller Homes when the Miller family still owned it and we built some great homes and won a lot of quality awards. Unfortunately, Miller is just like the rest of them regarding their quality. It is all down to the quality of the site manager to determine if you get a good house or not. And she came back, that's awful. The incompetent builders have no respect for the poor sods that will buy their home with hard-earned cash. I'm sure they wouldn't like it if it happened to them. Site managers sound like a tosser too. Buying new always scared me and I almost took the plunge until I stumbled on your video. Are David Wilson any better? So my response to that was, all developers are the same. It really does come down to the quality of the site manager on the development you are looking at to buy them. My advice will be to have a good look at the site. Does it look clean, tidy and well organised? If it does, then the site manager is going to treat your home the same way. On the other hand, if the site is a mess and untidy, then that is how the site manager is going to treat your new home. Basically, it is a lottery. However, the new homes quality board and new homes ombudsman should make a difference, but time will tell. Another comment, absolutely atrocious workmanship. The site agent clearly has not stepped inside this house ever. The site manager deserves to be sacked for allowing this work and the so-called contractors who did the work named and shamed. Someone out there will know the cowboys who did this. This homeowner deserves to get a large paycheck from the developer for all the trauma this will cause. It is beyond time for the UK government to make mandatory requirements for new builds and that would be for solicitors acting on behalf of purchasers to return to retain 25% of the purchase price in a client fund until all works are completed to satisfactory condition. If they fail to deliver what was promised, forfeit the 25%. My reply to that was, that's a great idea, but we both know government is not going to step in. Let's see what the new homes quality board and ombuds can do to improve quality. This carries on now. The homeowner should take countryside to court and sue the pants off them. This house is not fit for purpose. A tin of paint won't put this house right. Remember, the first commandment, how you do anything, is how you do everything. I think this is the worst one yet, Ian. Totally embarrassment. Or not. For countryside, but they even care? I responded to this. I was embarrassed for the customer and angry that this house had been signed off and handed to the customer. This just shows the greed within the industry and the attitude of getting them up, getting them in, and we'll sort it out afterwards. I agree this one was not fit for purpose and should not have been handed over to the customer. Carries on from somebody else. That's an absolute insult to the home buyer. They should be ashamed of themselves, but somehow I don't think they will. My reply was, no, 
they won't. But to be fair, I have snagged a number of countryside houses and they are not normally presented like this one. Somebody else jumps in. That house is actually offensive. How can the handover team look their clients in the eyes when they have handed that rubbish over? My response, it was disgusting. This just shows the greed within the house building industry and shows countryside has no quality checks in place. Someone has signed this house off and allowed it to be handed to the customer in this state. Somebody else jumps in. Truly shocking. Somebody else jumps in here. That is unbelievable. Probably the worst one I've seen yet of your surveys. How did the site manager and assistant site manager go home on Friday and think that wasn't going to come back and bite them? I get it. Sales drive bill programs when someone reserves a plot and CML deadlines are given. But come on, that was never going to be acceptable to anyone. I responded, I think they sleep well. No one cares anymore. What was disappointing for me was the site manager should have been at this house Monday morning with cleaners and a decorator and a whole load of apologies. Both the site manager and assistant site manager walked past the house a number of times whilst I was there with the customer and never made any attempt to knock on the door. Somebody jumps in, please don't call him site manager because he isn't. I respond, countryside houses are not normally presented like this one and I think it was a year-end plot. That is no excuse. And some of the blame must go to the contracts and sales managers who have clearly not set foot in this house before the handover. Somebody else jumps in, Halloween, house of horrors. Somebody else jumps in, surely it's about time laws were changed. You should be able to leave a deposit. On handover, if you are not satisfied, get a full refund. I do appreciate though, it's not as easy as that. Somebody else jumps in, why would they care when they have the money? They know trying to get things resolved is stupid, difficult, and I suspect they hope to wear down the complaints by ignoring them or giving them the runaround until the new owners fix these things themselves out of desperation. I jumped back because I'd spoken to the customer. To be fair, Countryside have fixed most of the snags, but I think the bath, now the bath wasn't fitted properly, it was damaged, and the setting out in the bathroom was, well, it just didn't fit. It, it wasn't right. And the bath is still to be done. So they hadn't done it by the time I spoke to the customer. Somebody else jumps in, what a shocker. This builder should not be allowed to trade or be allowed to join any trade association. Also, the NHBC should be fined, struck off for passing this home. So this is me now. So what I would like to know is who from Countryside's senior management had walked this house before the handover and why had they allowed it to be in this condition? Somebody jumps in on the back of that. This has got to be one of the worst I've seen. Can you imagine going in to pick up a brand new car and they give you some touch-up paint as a gift? I feel so sorry for anyone having to buy a new build property today. So I replied, hi Richard. You wouldn't take your car out to the showroom if your new car was presented to you like this. So there, some of the comments that we get on the YouTube videos. If you haven't watched the YouTube videos, please do. And I'm going to finish this podcast off on a positive note. So one of our surveyors did an inspection for a customer in Watton under Edge last year. It was a small developer. The house wasn't too bad, but they hadn't put any weep holes in the render above all of the openings, so above your doors and your, and your windows. And had silicone sealed all the heads between the lintel and the render stop bead, so there was no gap. This obviously went in the report. However, the developer disagreed that they hadn't done anything wrong. But fair dues to the customer, they kept on at them. She even got the customer care guy from the company to ring our surveyor. Unfortunately, every time our surveyor spoke to the customer care person, he just shouted over the top of him. Until in the end, our surveyor said to him that it was pointless to carry on the conversation. The customer then carried on her claim and went to the warranty provider. She heard back from them to say they had agreed with the findings of the report and that the work would be corrected. She then got a response from the developer's director. So here it is. Good afternoon. 
afternoon. Having heard back from insurers, I can see that they have instructed us to confirm they will pay for remediation of the defect relating to the seal between the lintel and render, in addition to no visible weep holes. We are happy to have our surveyor attempt to find a local contractor for your approval to remediate the above defect for you. Please let us know if you would like us to do this or if you have any preferred local contractor you would prefer to use. It just goes to show being persistent pays off. When you are right, stand your ground. Do not always take the developer's word and fight for your rights. We now have the new homes quality board and the new homes ombudsman in place, which hopefully will help new build home buyers get the redress they deserved. This is some feedback as well from one of our customers following a snagging inspection I carried out for them. Hi in homes by Carlton were great. Site manager came around and just said we will get all this sorted for you and apologise for the inconvenience it was caused. They're going to try to group jobs together to cause us the least disruption possible. Thank you for your help. What great feedback that is from one of our customers and goes to show when you don't inflate your snagging reports with nonsense developers respond positively. It also goes to sure that the team on this site knew the job and had a conscience so there we go i would like to thank you for listening to today's podcast don't forget to subscribe and if you haven't already please leave a review it really does help could i also ask if you are a member of the facebook group on your development could you please let the group know about the podcast as other new build home buyers might find it useful if there is anything you would like me to cover or have a question then please drop me an email to socials at lively professional services don't forget or one word uk and if you want to know more about what we do or would like more information you can visit our website at www.livelyprofessionalservices.co.uk. So until next time, see you soon.